Hi guys, my name is Donnie Rouse and you are listening to the podcast, One Life. Today I want to talk about the power of the mind. Often you've probably heard mind over matter or that you create your reality through your thoughts. And I was listening to a YouTube video by Bruce Lipton, which kind of covers this topic. And then something clicked, something clicked from when I was a child. So little bit of my backstory is when I was younger, in middle school, going into high school, I'd gotten diagnosed with Lyme disease very, very bad to the point where it was even difficult for me to walk. Thankfully, I had my father there by my side who would take me to doctors almost every other day. I think when I was in my junior year of high school, I think I was at doctors 100, like Half half the time I was in school, I spent at a I was at a doctor, so I was only attending half of the classes that year, which made it very difficult when applying to colleges. I guess the basic premise, if I had to give an over encompassing theme or sentence to, to what I'm going to talk about, it's this: You are not the victim of your genes; you are the victim of your mind. And it comes on the basis that if you look for disease, you can create it. So Bruce Lipton, in his video, you could Google his name and you could come up with a bunch of different videos of his and all pretty much overlap and touch upon the same thing. It's that disease comes from two sources. One, a bad protein in the form of a birth defect. And this only accounts for 5% of the population on earth. Or two, a bad signal. So I guess if you were to break it out, you could say 95% of disease present in the world today comes from a bad signal. So what exactly does a bad signal, what is a bad signal? So bad signal can come from a trauma, falling, maybe hurting your, he gives the example of falling off a ladder, hurting your back, that sends a different signal to the body. Two, toxins. So if there are toxins in the body, what that does is it interferes with the signal. Or three, thought. And thought is the wrong signal at the wrong time. And thought is controlled by the mind. And what that means is that it's controlled by perception, how you see the world. Cells are like a group of people. You could look at it as, uh, say, 100 people gathered in a square in New York City for some kind of event, say a rally. So they're all gathered while they all have different beliefs, different genetic makeup. The controlling factor is the mind, or you might be able to say is the person delivering that speech on a stage that kind of is in a way controlling the thought process of that crowd or, or, or the group. But the mind is what controls all the cells in the body. So when you have a genetic code, the idea is that the mind is what says switch on, switch off, or whether or not... Um, uh, it, the the gene is engaged. So what I want to do is I want to share with like this aha moment that I had, which has prompted me to make this recording. It goes back to when I was in high school. When high school, I think it was my eighth, well, not even, it was before high school, my junior high, eighth grade. I was bike riding through the woods with one of my good friends. And upon coming home, I noticed that there was a mark on my back. It was a round circular mark and... I had no clue what it was. It actually kind of looked like ringworm. And 
not knowing what it was, I went to some 24-hour uh, clinic and the guy looked at it, diagnosed me, said it could be poison oak, it could be herpes, could be ringworm, could be spider bite. I, I didn't know you could have so many diagnoses for, for one thing. So he ended up prescribing me a ointment for ringworm. Uh, weeks later, the, the mark eventually disappeared. And then in, I think it was my freshman year of high school, I was playing soccer, indoor soccer, and I bumped my knee. And this bumping of the knee actually triggered a response where all of a sudden inflammation just enveloped my entire body. So all of my joints got really, really tight to the point where I, it was difficult for me to get out of bed in the morning. Fast forward, it wasn't until about my junior year of high school that I actually started getting treatment for Lyme disease. I saw one specialist who saw the, the symptoms I was having and says, you know what? These symptoms, regardless of what your tests say, these symptoms are pointing to Lyme. I'm just going to treat you anyways. And as a result of the treatment, all of a sudden, all the symptoms started to subside. And by senior year, I started to feel better. I started to have a normal life. So I literally went through my entire high school career dealing with Lyme and then only to have it kind of uh, go away in my senior year. In college now, I kept getting relapses. Like at first it was like every, like I think a year and then two years later I had a relapse, three years later, and the relapses just kept getting further and further out. And I remember the last relapse I had, I was going through the, all of my joints were acting up again and I didn't know what was going on. Actually, I remember, I think the trip I went on, I was in Brazil and I, at the, while I was in Brazil, I was drinking a lot of caipirinhas, which if you know what a caipirinha is, literally a drink of sugar. It's sugar cane with sugar and a little bit of lime juice. And I was drinking a lot of caipirinhas, so I was really, really taking a toll on my body's immune system. I, I came, I went away in one of the best shapes of my life. And I came back <laughs> to one of the worst shapes of my life. And at that time I was going to, I went to see a doctor and he was just kind of throwing out different prescription, uh, fl uh, flagell flagell or th these crazy drugs, which were used for things like schizophrenic, just to show you how experimental it was. Like they didn't know what to give me to make these things subside. So they're like, you know what? let me give you a cocktail of drugs and let's see what works. And if it doesn't work, we'll throw more stuff at you to see if that works. And we'll just keep going to, until we figure it out. In the meantime, my body was breaking down and I felt very weak. Prior to, prior to this moment, I'd always, when people talk to me about Lyme, I would always say, yeah, I have Lyme disease. I would say, I would actually give power to it by acknowledging the fact that I had this disease in my body. And going with what Bruce Lipton said in this video that I just watched, he talks about how the mind, the thought is, the mind is what controls perception and the thought. And the thought has the ability to turn on and off genes, to turn on and off cells, to switch these proteins around. And I remember I was feeling really, really shitty after being on this regimen of all these different antibiotics, that there was a point where I said, I know what, enough is enough. And I stopped cold turkey in the midst of having all of these symptoms. So I was like, my, my joints were inflamed. Like my mind was all foggy from, uh, like my body just felt like it was broken down. But I made the decision. I said, enough is enough. 
And at that point, I stopped cold turkey on the antibiotics. And I said, what I'm going to do is I am just going to clean up my diet. That was it. I, I started, I was exercising already, but I just kind of cleaned up my diet. I was eating only clean food, which if you know me, you know that I don't really eat that dirty. I pretty much eat like, you know, chicken, vegetables, rice. I, you know, my diet, it was clean to begin with. So for me to say, I'm going to clean up my diet even more probably meant that I added in a few like green juices or something like that to my diet. The significance of this event was that it was at that moment in time that I decided that I wasn't going to do this anymore. And if you ask me now, I say, no, I do not have Lyme. And there's a, there's a big differentiation in terms of my saying like, you know what, this is enough. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I've had enough. And to turn off that all those, uh, those, those symptoms, everything in an instant. When people say, well, when did you, you know, I often get asked by people who are experiencing Lyme disease now, they said, you know, what did you do? How did you get rid of it? I said, to be honest with you, I wasn't aware of it at the time. When I, at the time, people would ask me, I said, well, I was taking all these antibiotics and I just said, you know what, I'm not doing anymore and I just cleaned up my diet and that was it. But upon listening to this video, I believe the determining factor was me deciding not to have it anymore, not to identify with the Lyme disease. And I was always very conscious of that. Whenever people would ask me, I was very conscious about the fact of saying I have it because I didn't like the idea that I was giving power and I was focusing energy on having this, this thing in my body. That is what I believe was the difference in between where I am now, getting over the symptoms and where I was when I was, uh, when I was feeling sick and I was, had all the symptoms full blown. So think of your, your own health. Think of if you have some kind of family illness and how you might even have this like preconception that, you know what, eventually my father had this, his father for him, I guess I'm going to get it. So you're almost allowing yourself, you're, you're turning on that gene. And I'll give you an, another example of uh, a most a recent uh, incident that I had, I was with a friend. I was at her house. We were having like Christmas cookies near the fireplace and coffee. And she was telling me when she was in Australia, she had just taken a few months in, or like a month or two in Australia. She came back for a little bit and she's going to end up returning. But she was telling me while she was in Australia, she was doing some EFT. She was looking online, found EFT for hip pain. She had like one, I think it was her right side of her hip had pain. So she looked online. She goes, all right, well, what does this mean? She goes, uh, emotional trauma with hip. Because when, and this, the logic behind this is that it, everything's energy. So if you're, we store emotions in different parts of our body. It's, this goes with more along the lines of Eastern medicine, Western medicine. We just believe take a couple pills and let's make those symptoms go down and you'll learn to live with it. But in Eastern medicine, they believe that there's a cause and effect and that the motions are being stored there. So she did this EFT tap, like this uh, emotional freedom technique. It's like, a, they call it tapping. She did this tapping session and immediately after doing the tapping session, one thing she noticed was that the pain in her hip started to subside. It was definitely much less than when she had when she, prior to doing that tapping session. Secondly, she noticed where her perception was going. Prior to doing this tapping session, she was looking at the hip. She was focusing on the bad hip. 
after the tapping session, she said, one thing I noticed was like, you know what? I wasn't paying any attention to the good hip. I wasn't paying any attention to the good function in my body. I wasn't grateful for the good function of my body. And as a result, I only focused on the bad. And what I did was I got more of that pain. So at her house, we decided she sent me a video and I put it on and I was watching this. I'm doing the tapping, going through all the things about my hip because I've had tight hips for a while. Uh, I think there's some arthritis in like my left hip, I've been told. And I, I refuse even to identify with that. So I was doing this tapping session and before the tapping session, they say rate the, the discomfort in your hip and then rate it again afterwards. So I went from a six, I think down to a four. I was sitting in her kitchen, so there wasn't a lot that I can do in order to test out how much of an effect it had on the hip other than like do a little squat and put my my ankle over my knee and kind of bend down to see like how that hip motion was uh, freed up. In the car, days later, I was driving, and one thing I noticed was that the mindset around my hip was starting to change. So I was sitting, anytime I sit in the car, for the, let me rephrase that. Normally, when I sit in the car, I would get hip disease, like hip discomfort from sitting in such a period. And I, I'm in Philadelphia as I'm doing this podcast right now. And on the drive down, this happened several times before, but more specifically on this drive down, I was thinking about this position that I've been in for the last couple hours as I was making the drive. And then in my mind, there was a switch that kind of like a thought that kind of came in. So before I was like, oh, my hips are stiff. Oh, but they feel really good. And it was this, this whole thought process that kind of switched around, like that went from focusing on the negative aspects, all of a sudden now my hips being better. And as a result of that thought, I started to feel better and my hips felt looser. So I guess if there's anything I want to leave you for, we're about to approach a new year. That means new resolutions, new intentions, new things you could put into your life. I guess one of the things I want to bring to you is to be conscious of those thoughts. Take a little journal, bring it around with you. And for the next, maybe the next few days, next week, because I promise even if you do it for a few days, when you find these triggers, these kind of like things that kind of make you feel a little tension inside your body, write it down because these are all patterns of thinking that you, uh, if you do it one day, likely, you know, uh, if you do it, if you look over the span of a week, likely in a day, you, you encounter some of those resistance, some of those negative thought patterns. So just write it down and start to pay attention to what those thought patterns are and then see what kind of effect those have on your life or have been having on your life. And then the idea is in this new year, make the resolution to reverse it. Make a resolution to focus on the reciprocal, the positive side of it, and then see what happens. So that is it, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's session, this was just kind of a a random rant that I wanted to share with you just because it was on top of my mind. And I was like, you know what? This is something that has helped me, and I I just became conscious of that, that, uh, that, um, that thought process that shifted my health and being aware of that, I wanted to share that with you so this way it could help you in your year. So if you enjoyed this session, please subscribe. Uh, You can also friend me on Instagram, Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y, Rouse, one word, or you can look me up on Facebook as well, www.com. I'm sorry, www.facebook.com forward slash Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y, Rouse. 
That is it, guys. Have an awesome new year, and I look forward to seeing you in 2020. Cheers.